If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local. Welcome to the office of Deputy Chief Angelo Danielle of Halden, New Jersey. And we're here with Deputy Chief Halden. And I've known him for many years since I was at William Patterson University. Angelo, How are thank you, you for being our guest thank you, today. Appreciate it. And welcoming us into your office. Thank you. Thank we you. started out at the flag, uh, and I think that's a good spot for us, knowing your history. Um, we're going to go back a little bit, and we're going to start this history with uh, your family, your personal history. How are you, Father? Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, Chief and I, Deputy Chief and I, have known each other, I guess, through my years at William Patterson. You're here 20 years. Yes. So, you know, all the years that I've, I've uh, served at William Patterson. And the theme today is going to be a little bit of history, a little bit of personal family history, and police history, and the significance of military-slash-police work in Angelo's life. So let's um, get right into it. Um, go back as far as you can. And you were talking before about your grandfather yes. came over? Yes, my grandfather, who was actually an immigrant from Italy, he came over here in the early 1900s. Wow. Uh, he actually joined the army at 18 years old. Uh, he actually fought in World War I. Um, did he become a citizen then? He did. He became a citizen. And then joined? Then joined the military. Uh, he was uh, deployed to go to Germany in World War I, oh. and he was also in also World War II as well, too, and went back to Germany. Um, later on, he had met my grandmother, and they had, uh, you know, obviously gotten married. Um, this was probably, I want to say, like 1918, maybe 1920, yeah, around that time era. Um, he was the first one, basically, to be in the military as far as our, you know, family members. Um, after that... Um, we had my uh, my uncle Angelo, who I'm actually named after. Uh, he was actually drafted uh, here, uh, born and raised in Patterson. That's where mm, my family originally welcome. came from, from Italy. They came here uh, to uh, Patterson, which obviously is Silk City. Uh, my uncle Angelo, who was actually uh, born in 1920, April 1st, 1920, um, when he was 18 years old, uh, due to the fact of... Uh, the outcome of Pearl Harbor, right. he was actually drafted and he was deployed to go to Guam to World War II, where mm -hmm. the Japanese were taking over. Um, unfortunately, he was killed in action at the age of 24 years old. You've known this f history all your life? I, I, I actually have, yeah. It's fascinating because yeah. it's right at your fingertips, exactly. the, the years as well. He was 24 years old. He was actually killed in action on July 23rd, 1944. Wow. Um, He's actually buried in Honolulu, Hawaii. He was killed in Guam. His body was shipped over to Honolulu, Hawaii, where he's buried at the uh, Pacific Memorial uh, 
um, cemetery over there. Have you I, been there? I have not. Uh, my aunt has actually been there. I've done research on it. Um, I actually, in memory of him, I actually uh, got his information from his, you know, from his name, the day he was born, the division that he was in, and I actually did a memorial tattoo uh, on Memorial Day weekend, actually, of last year. I did a memorial tattoo of his dog tags on my chest in memory of him. Uh, I don't see them. Yeah. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> I was actually I was actually named after him. Um, um, my grandmother was very close with him. Oh, that's great. And uh, obviously, I'm I'm, a, I'm I'll get into it, but I'm actually a twin, and uh, my brother Anthony, and I'm obviously Angelo, and uh, I was named after my uncle, who was actually you know in memory of him, who was killed in World War II. That's great. Um, to go back back into the whole military. Uh, uh, aspect. I, uh, my twin brother and I, when we were 18 years old, we were actually dipped into going to the Marine Corps, mm. and uh, he actually went. I stayed here because I actually got hired as a full-time dispatcher at that time. So, in in Halden? In Halden. And what year was that? This was 1996. Wow. 1996. So my brother ended up going to the Marines. Um, I ended up staying here. At the time, Jerry Gamble, who was the uh, the retired oh, chief. Oh, I remember Jerry, yeah. yeah he yeah. ended up hiring me as a full-time dispatcher. And he sat next to me when you were installed uh, as oh, deputy, as deputy chief. chief. Yes, yes, right. I hadn't seen him in so many yeah, years. Jerry, yep, Jerry Gamble <clears throat> for a long time. And uh, he brought me on as a full-time dispatcher here. My brother ended up going in the Marine Corps. And uh, he did four years active and he was stationed yeah. in uh, North Carolina. And uh, he actually was, uh, you know, he did, um, what, I would say two Mediterranean floats, and uh, he actually saw combat. At that time that he was in the Marines, uh, there was a conflict going on in Albania. Um, the Al the Albanian uh, Albanians, I should say, were taking over the uh, American. Um, what do you call it? They call it the uh, the house that's there. Um, embassy. Yeah, embassy. Thank oh, you. They were actually taking. They were trying to take over the U.S. embassy, which uh, at the time he was on a Mediterranean float, and they got uh, re uh, diverted to go over there. So mm -hmm. uh, at that time he was over there for a short period of time, which actually made him a, at the uh, the veteran status, because if I'm correct, if I'm correct, in, if you're in the military, you have to see X amount of combat correct in order to be an actual veteran. So by him actually getting deployed to go to Albania for a certain amount of time, he actually got the veteran status. Oh, if he didn't go to Albania, he would just obviously be in the military and he wouldn't get that veteran status because right. you have to serve in some sort of a conflict or war for a certain amount of time in order to get that veteran status. It's actually just benefited him in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, um, Is he practicing now? Is it yeah, he's officer? actually yeah, he's a police officer. He actually stayed down there. He's been down there for 20 years. He did four years in the Marines after he was done with the Marine Corps. Uh, he actually stayed down there and he became a police officer in North Charleston, South Carolina, which he's currently a sergeant down there. Um, a lot of the uh, I mean, there's a lot of military bases down there between Army, Marines, sure, Navy. Sure. So a lot of them, you know, they, they get scooped up uh, pretty quickly as far as or absorbed by the police departments down there. And, you know, he made a lifestyle out of it. And he really liked Excellent. it. Excellent. So now... And I met him at your installation as well, right? Uh, no, that was my older brother, okay, actually. Okay. Um, Is he military? A police? He was a police officer also. My brother, mm -hmm. Joe, uh, captain at the Passaic County Sheriff's Department. The whole family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll get at that. Sort of my grandfather, my father... Um, then my nephew, my nephew, he did four years in the Citadel down in South Carolina, uh, 
he left the Citadel after four years, and he joined the Marine Corps as well, too. He's recently out as a captain. He actually got deployed to go to Africa, and he got deployed to go to Afghanistan. Um, he also mm -hmm. obviously has uh, veteran status as well, too. And he is also on the same police department as my twin brother in uh, North Charleston, South Carolina. That's great. Yep, he ended up staying down there as well, too. So my older brother, like I said, he's a captain for the Passaic County Sheriff's Department. Uh, he recently just retired. Mm -hmm. uh, he did 25 years of service. Um, but it really all started with um, with my grandfather yeah, on my over. dad's side. Wow. Actually, my grandfather on my dad's side. My grandfather that came over Daniele. from Italy, that was from my mother's side. Oh, okay, okay. So it's so funny because on my mother's side, it was like a lot of all military. I had uncles that were in the Marine Corps. Where are they War. from in Italy? Uh, some in Naples okay. and some of them in Calabria. Okay. So it's so funny because my dad's side was all police. And then my mother's side was was all military. So you were destined. I mean, I'm 40 <laughs> years old, and the 40 years I feel like I, you know, between military and police, my household was 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 you know pretty pretty strict. Were there artifacts in your household oh, growing up? Of... I, I always always joke around and turn around and say, uh, you know, I feel like I've been in like boot camp or in a police academy since the day I was born. I mean, uh, so. Um, yeah, on my father's side, it started with my grandfather, who was retired from the Passaic County Prosecutor's Office as a detective, and then my dad, who was a retired sergeant at the time of West Patterson, now it's Woodland Park, and then my older brother, who's a captain for the Sheriff's Department, my twin brother. So that name is around. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, that's why it's basically like our family tradition. I also have a little brother. He's the only one who actually decided not to be a police officer. Okay. And he actually works for the government in Washington, D.C. as a scientist. Oh, oh So uh, he decided to go that route. So he's the he only is. one really, you know. I also have two cousins, first cousins that are police officers. The entire family. One in Glen Rock and one in West Milford. Oh, old Daniele? No, they're different names. Okay. Basically, the name that came here from Italy is Casparo. Okay. That's the name. So you have Casparo, you have Danielle, you have Muccio, you have uh, Delano. So it's like all those four names are all like, you know, obviously family oriented from mother's side, father's side, grandparents' side, stuff like that. Fascinating. So, um, do, do most uh, policemen have this much in their history, their family, their ancestors? It's, it's funny that you say that too because I ask a lot of police officers like within the department or other departments and I ask them, you know, is, are you the first one? A lot of them are the first one in the family to be a police officer. Mm -hmm. And then some of them, you know, it's like I said, it's a family tradition. We have a lot of police officers over here where their fathers were cops, their grandfathers, their brothers, their sisters, you know, but it, it could go, it could go definitely two different ways, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, this, being a police officer is definitely a calling. There's, you know, you just don't wake up one day and say, okay, I want to be a cop or I want to go in the military. It's definitely some sort of calling. Sometimes it might be a calling might be a little bit later in life. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I always joke around, but I was like a cop for every Halloween. Like that's, <laughs> that, that, that's all I ever wanted to do was be a police officer. Police officer. I never dressed that. up as a priest yeah. for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> do it every day. It's the same thing too. People ask me, what are you going to be for Halloween? I'm like, I dress up every day. Yeah, 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 so yeah. So it really yeah. doesn't make a difference, you know. But it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a calling. There's no doubt about that, mm. you know. It's it's a rewarding job, you know. Sometimes I do wish I did went in the military, but I think this was kind of my destiny as well too, because I was also talking at that time 
about uh, to Jerry Gamble, uh, the retired chief, about right. going into the Marine Corps even on the reserve level. You know, but you know, while well, at the time, like I said, I was a full time dispatcher, and I was mm. like, you know what? You know, I always wanted to go in the Marine Corps. My brother obviously went. You know, I wanted to keep that family tradition, but you know, I, I believe that I chose the right route. You what know? was your mother's reaction to all every one in the family? She was always uh, honestly. She's you know, she supported of course, yes. but always on edge all the time. Yeah. I remember yeah. when my twin brother went in the Marine Corps, and I had to tell her that his ship got you know diverted to Albania and what was going on over there. And honestly, she was just she was she was you know she was a mess to be honest yeah. with you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, she's she's a strong woman. You know, I, I used to call her the drill instructor. You know, <laughs> so uh, you know, how she, many boys growing up? There's there's a total of four of us. Four, four of boys, no girls. No girls. No. Oh, so not, no did your father oh, run the house? Oh, as oh, oh yeah, it was definitely a definitely definitely tough. Actually, mom more ran the house more oh, than anything. Of course, there's no doubt about that. She definitely she definitely ran the show. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's so funny that uh, talking about my my uncle who I was named after was uh, he was born on um, April first of nineteen twenty mm. and. Our mayor, Dominic Stampone of this borough, he actually who's been interviewed on ours. Yes, program. yes. So we had. Yeah, I was telling him today that uh, you know that I was going to be interviewed by you, and he said, you know, we really enjoy the program and, and speaking about everything. And I was telling the mayor that that my uncle, who I was named after, you know, was born on April first, nineteen twenty, and the mayor appointed me as officer in charge on April first of two thousand and fifteen. Wow. So yeah. how ironic is that? How we you. have such a connection. Yeah. Um it's so funny because I have one aunt who's ninety two years old who lives in Hawthorne. She is was at, she at the she was actually at, she was yes, actually at yes, the ceremony. Yes, yes. She is the sister of my uncle who was killed. And she's basically, I call her the last of the Mohegans. Mm. She is the last of the first generation of my family mm. that came here from Italy, you know. Um, so uh, she also has, uh, you know, pictures of my uncle, the last letter that he ever wrote before he was killed in action. Uh, she also has his flag that was actually on his, uh, on his, um, on coffin. his coffin. Yes, yes. And uh, she told me that if anything ever happened to her, she would obviously pass it on to me. Great. She has his, great. Uh, you know, purple heart medals and stuff mm, like that. So. But, Such uh, and uh, speaking of medals, yes. uh, two two questions. I'm going to ask yes. about this in a second. But talk about some mm -hmm. of these badges. So in, in December 1st of 1996, I started my law enforcement career here. Uh, I came up here as at that time it was auxiliary police, which now they're basically class one officers. It's kind of the same exact uh, job title, just uh, or duties, just a different type of job title. Um, in 1996, I started there as far as a dispatcher full-time and a uh, an auxiliary police officer, which is basically, mm -hmm. you know, like an observe and report. You know, you're like a, uh, it's like a police explorer type program, which we basically have now. You can enforce certain things as far as, you know, uh, parking summonses, borough ordinances, uh, you know, uh, you know, we do quality of life issues or, you know, different types of events like parades and provide security for certain mm -hmm. details. Um, they don't carry weapons, auxiliaries or class ones but it's a great entry-level program for law enforcement that's exactly where I started out um, shortly after that I was uh, you know uh, 
promoted to class two, which is basically a part-time police officer, which you go to an academy for six to seven months. Oh, oh. Um, you are you do carry a weapon. You're held to a higher standard. Um, you're basically a police officer, but on a part-time basis. Okay. Um, I advanced my career with uh, you know as far as that. Um, 2001 of June, I was uh, hired as a full-time police officer um, here in the borough of Hilden. Um, and then I was promoted to uh, sergeant in 2012, uh, lieutenant in 2014, and uh, 2015 I was made deputy chief and officer in charge. Wow. Um, so I have 20 years completed, um, actually of this year. Uh, December 1st of uh, 2016. And tell me about this. The, the, as far as the, the band? The, the, uh, band the, the Thin Blue Line, which is basically a camaraderie of a uh, symbol of, uh, you know, Police Officers United. As you could see, a lot of towns, what they're doing is they're painting a Thin yes. Blue Line. Yes. Uh, we did that here in front of our, uh, in front of our uh, department here. I was actually contacted by the uh, the mayor and the uh, police chairman who actually initiated Michael Johnson, Councilman Johnson, uh, who's also Elmwood Park police officer, mm -hmm. and uh, him and the mayor and uh, the council president and the rest of the council, you know, discussed about, you know, painting the thin blue line to show, you know, support Solidarity. to our police. Yeah, yeah. So we did that and, you know, uh, the, the, the newspaper was here and I don't know if you guys saw the article and stuff like that. Uh, we did some nice photo ops and we painted the thin blue line from Halden and Belmont down to the entrance of our police department, That's so, great. which was, you know, very nice of the uh, the mayor and yeah. the police chief. We're going to pause place. there. Of course. Because you have so much information. I want to pick yeah. up again. <coughs> the history of your family and your, your, your own mm. activities as a policeman. Fascinating. This has been Father Lewis Gertie with Show One with Chief, Deputy Chief, Angelo. i got to say it the American way, Danielle. But I say it, Daniele, because it has the E in the end. Deputy Chief, Angelo, Danielle. And we're going to be back with part two here in Hale, New Jersey, as we continue the history and the areas of interest that a policeman gets involved with. Thank you very much for Thank having you, us. Father. I appreciate it. Thank this you, Father. wonderful. Thank you. We'll be back, and let me hear from you, Father Lou Skirty at Hotmail.com, and we'll put Borough of Halden's information up as well. Bye-bye. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule. 
by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know. By providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.